There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Some have mentioned the possibility, if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session, that, that you and the, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump. We have our options. The night, that she, the night of her passing, he couldn't wait 24 hours, issued a statement saying that he was going to uh, give Trump a vote in violation of, of her dying wish. 200 million people have died. Probably by the time I finish this talk. This is the best I've ever looked, and oh, the POTUS is calling me. Mr. President! Man, that would be a lot of people's dying wish right there. <laughs> Phone call from the POTUS. That was Colby Covington, the UFC fighter, getting a call. You know, you can say what you want about President Trump's inner circle, his team, his presidentialness. Um, and his talent or lack of talent at politics. But what he gets, he gets. And for him to see, somehow notice or get word that a UFC fighter had shouted him out, maybe he was watching it, and to finish, and then Trump goes and delivers a speech and then gives a guy a phone call, There is that is a talent. I mean, that's not the biggest thing. That's the, that's the fun stuff today. And we'll play that. We'll have that audio in a little bit. But that's a certain talent. And that's also... Well, doesn't he have connections to that world, like McMahon and all the oh, like, totally. wrestling people? Well, well, those are, that's, I mean, it's sort of separate, but yeah. still. Well, totally. And I'm sure he's hosted events in his hotels. And those are his kind of people. Mm-hmm. You know, those are alphas. Those are... That's just his kind of people. And really, just for the fact that he that he has venues, you know, he would right. be dealing with a lot of those people. He loves Dana White. Dana White mm-hmm. loves him. But it just goes to show that he has, and that's all, that phone call, that comes from his hospitality DNA. That's mm-hmm. what you do. You check on people. You go from table to table. 
you say, uh, you know, how you doing, Morty? Oh, I, I haven't met your daughter yet <laughs> when you're talking about Morty's wife because it always butters her up when you say that. <laughs> you know, and the, you know that, that's what he wants to be. And that's why when he calls this guy, that's, that's his natural talent. That's what makes him happy. If you hear anybody talk about uh, Mar-a-Lago and the way he works the people at Mar- Mar-a-Lago, or I keep mentioning, I don't know if I've ever played it, but he talks about... Uh, Dave Rubin talks about meeting Trump mm-hmm. at Mar-a-Lago with with his husband, and of course, mm-hmm. Trumping Trump sort of says, "By the way, that doesn't matter. That bleep doesn't matter to me. I'm all cool <laughs> with that." <You> know? <clears throat> but that is that <laughs> is who he wants fall, to be, like, and that's one of the yeah. reasons why I think that that he's he's so it was one of the reasons he's always wanting for affection from the New York Times, and he wants that validation. He wants people to see him as swinging Don. You know, gold everything, the best of everything, giving everybody an incredible experience that they'll never forget. It's the best of the best. Checking on people. I've seen him. I remember there's a there's a Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, I think, or a show like that, that showed him at about 19, hmm, 1995 or something. And he was in his, in his hotel, and he's working in the mm-hmm. lobby. He's making sure everybody – he loves it. The cameras are on him, of course. Mm-hmm. He's working in the lobby. He grabbed a bell cart and tried to pull a bell cart. And he was very bad at it because he never does the bell card stuff. <laughs> yeah. He just does the lobby glad, glad, glad handy stuff. But that is precisely what he came to do. He likes well, yeah. ribbon cuttings. And why he's in all the movies. He cameos and oh, everything. Yeah. Like, Yeah, he loves attention. But he also, he's a he's a hotelier. That's that that's that's what you see there. That's where that hospitality comes from, comes from when he wants to be giving those calls and wants to be, you know, hanging around with these with these folks and and impressing people. And that's mm-hmm. why as well that I think that he loves he loves the rallies because he charges people up and you've got normal working folks who love him and he loves that they love him. And uh-huh. he might he might love them too. But that's that talent and the fact that he is I'm told, maybe you told me, but I'm told that he is more aggressively trying to go after to get on Joe Rogan's show. Mm-hmm. That is very important. You know, yours truly talked to Eric Trump uh Thursday yeah. and told Trump that he should yeah, yeah, I've seen some little Twitter rumors that uh, ever since the whole thing with Rogan saying he wanted him and Joe mm-hmm. Biden on for a debate, which won't happen because there's a whole debate commission and a whole thing, even though it should. But um, so what I've heard is that the Trump people are trying to make a Trump appearance on <laughs> Rogan happen. What do you feel that Donald Trump feels about the uh, the convention of the date commission, debate commission? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he's Trump not too concerned with the debate. Trump. But I think I think Joe Biden uh, is. Would really like an excuse to not have to debate Trump for four hours with no handlers and commercial breaks. Um, You know, whatever is going on with Joe Biden, the fact that we were treated to after his town hall the other day, a bunch of pundits saying, my God, Joe Biden stood up for a whole hour and answered questions. Like that's I mean, it's really the standards being set for Biden right now in terms of appearances yes. are remarkably low. Yes. Remarkably and he just low. had to stand up and be alive with, <laughs> with, with Anderson Cooper and Anderson. It was all he Anderson held his hand through it. It was fine for Biden. It was a cogent experience. But like we said, good. like we said, remember, they put a lid on him yesterday at eight in the morning. I don't know if right. he's out and about today. If he is, I haven't seen any audio. We are but, being selectively treated to Joe Biden. And I don't know. Right. Nobody knows what's going on with the guy. But I, th- I think it's likely that for whatever's happening, he's having good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. And that we're seeing him on good days. But even when he has a good day, he has a bad moment. But they should be. It's estimated that 200 million people have died 
probably by the time I finish this talk. Now, that's a lot of people. That is, <laughs> that is, yeah, a, that wow. is a devastating turn of events. And <laughs> I mean, much that's, more, yeah, that's a big deal. Much more rapidly than we were told that it would happen. By the because, time he finishes the speech, right. I mean, that's, well, like, I mean, that's I, like really soon. I well, I guess he should just keep the speech going for as long <laughs> you know, as possible. You know, filibuster here. <laughs> the complication of COVID-19, like lung scarring and heart damage, could become the next deniable pre-existing condition for over six million <laughs> americans well six million is a drop in the bucket since we've lost um two-thirds of the country according to him 200 million americans that's a <laughs> lot mean, of, yeah who cares about six? that is devastating yeah. but they should be it's estimated that 200 million people have died the problem is of course is that the the teleprompter didn't say 200 million people had died he's having trouble either he's having trouble um you know reading what the teleprompter says or his mind is just jumping 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability so between covid and the gun deaths that's 350 million people (laughs) that's everybody in the country yeah and then some a few more than that too i my thought is that um his just natural politician instincts are telling him if he's not sure what number he's supposed to say go with the bigger number the more impressive number um well that's not a great (laughs) instinct if that is it would put 720 million back million women back in the workforce so that would be very positive it's just more exciting to say that something's gonna happen with a million people than a thousand people but that said (laughs) that 720 million people uh, women in the workforce in the united states uh, is would be an incredibly <laughs> one. It would we would signify uh, signal a an unforeseen population boom of women only. Yes, of women only and robust employment numbers. So maybe that's just. But numbers are not his thing. If you agree with me, go to Joe three o three three o and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Jesus. It's really like uncomfortable at this point. I don't know. I just oh, it I don't, is tough. I don't feel right laughing right now. I'm laughing, but I don't <laughs> feel right because I don't like them trotting him out when he's well. Just and also, not- well, let's just go to COVID <gasps> infections, Alice. This is either an okay number or a horrific number. U.S. COVID infected in America: six thousand three hundred forty-four thousand seven hundred. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. <laughs> <sighs> Why? I don't know. I mean, no, but I mean one like way to I do say, it. I laugh, but I just like I don't feel good about the fact that they keep pushing him out there. I don't know. By the way, if Trump said it would put seven hundred and twenty million back million women back in the workforce. Oh, the fact checkers would be oh, all Daniel over it. Dale. Joe Biden is his own man. His campaign is run by Democrats, many of them conventional Democrats for many decades. And there, there are no shadowy figures. That's Daniel Dale. No CNN shadowy fact figures. Checker. But they would say Trump literally claims without proof, lies about uh, employment figures, claiming 720 million. John Oliver would have endless fun with it. And Colbert and all those guys who are hyperventilating. Every, hyperventilating. These would all be news items. Oh, 100%. If Donald Trump. Yes. 
Um, it, but they are not. They're news items. Anymore. I mean, how many scoops of ice cream Trump orders is a news item to them? Like, if well, he were claiming that 200 right, million any- people were going to die of something, the media would fly off the handle. Yeah, but he's gaffes. I mean, anyway, you know the thing, right? Oh, man, what a week this has been. We've been straight through here, and this is why Alice Shattuck is helping me so much, because I was actually going to um, take a personal day today, considering now this is seven days in a row, but I Alice forced said, no. him into servitude. <clears throat> yeah, it's not that I didn't feel like doing it. I just don't, didn't know if I had anything new to say. But then, um, but but of course, Sunday is Sunday, and more stuff happened, and there's probably even more sound there. But we want to kind of right. if you're sticking it out, uh, we're going to try to stick it out. Not every day until the election, God forbid. I I don't think, but <laughs> who knows? The more stuff happens, the more we're going to do this with you. Thank you, by the way. The the uh, subscription numbers are good, and um, and you know, lots of people listen, and um, and I appreciate it. When I say lots, I mean you know uh, lots more than I it was that I ever thought would listen, and um, we're not at uh, Rogan numbers uh, quite uh, quite yet, but uh, not quite. But I appreciate everybody who listens. It's it's great, and um, oh, we'll just keep doing this uh, thing and um, and having fun with it. And this is fun. This is so crazy. So this this um, when Ginsburg died, this is stolen the weekend. Really, and, and and it was front of mind for us. We actually, as a family, went out to kind of historic district in Newport, uh, no, no, Portsmouth, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, yesterday. Um, a place called Strawberry Bank, which is not a bank. <laughs> there weren't strawberries, as a matter of fact. But it's um it's a recreation, and it's some original settler's house from the Portsmouth uh, town. The town used to be called Strawberry Bank. Who knew, right? Yeah, it was originally called Strawberry Bank. Not bank like where you keep money, but bank like River Bank, which that's actually one of our homographs that we learned in uh, school this week as well. Um, because, oh, yes. Which are, homographs are words that uh, have one spelling but two meanings. Oh, so bank was one of them. So it was convenient then that we went to Strawberry Bank in Portsmouth, and it was uh, one of our words. Um, but anyway, so so, so bank we, has more because there's a bank shot, right? I mean, I what guess so. so. We've, we've had somebody pass a Somebody's note. Somebody's passed a message under the door. I know she can get that okay, if you don't I'll mind. I'll, I'll, I'll just talk. But anyway, so we did get away and you know get, get our minds off this stuff a little bit. But at no point, I mean, we were ch- checking social media. There's just too much stuff happening. The first day was a day of of um, mourning, and it was you know shocking. That was Friday, and we were, everything we talked about. What is this? Let's see, my my, I can't read this. It's in cursive. Oh, um, the note passed says, "Oh, my tooth is hanging by a thread." That's from a child. <laughs> that's um. Which one? Pa- is that ca- that's Sally because it's in cursive, so it has. To be okay. Well, that. that was very nice uh, calligraphic uh, way to let us know something disgusting. <laughs> so she's losing a tooth apparently. So, but like um, the tooth fairy so, will be making a visit. But so that was a, that was what happened yesterday. I mean, Friday was morning. Yesterday was battle lines were immediately drawn, and we played. And suddenly, everybody was on everybody else's side. All the Republicans were on the side. The Democrats were on four years ago, and the Democrats were on the side about the Senate Senate confirmation. <laughs> um, and then today is unbelievably they're actually going there. They're actually going there with with a couple of different one. The Republicans need to stop. Hey guys, time out. We're not. Let's stop doing politics for a little bit with this. 
okay? Now I want to stop doing politics, Republicans, and don't do the winning thing. Don't drive for the touchdown on this anymore, guys, okay? Because it's going to upset us, so don't. And also, and also that RBG's dying wish, her dying wish cannot be broken. Her dying wish has been <laughs> codified into moral uh, law. This is a... Uh, the dying wish clause of the Constitution yes. is being invoked. And people, adults are serious about this. That's crazy that adults are serious about this. That other adults are saying you have to at least wait till after the election. This is crazy. The Senate does stuff and it confirms judges or votes on judges. That's what they do. So what else? Can can President Trump not use Air Force One now? What else can he not do because we're in 2020 and your feelings are hurt? This is crazy. I, I mean, can he not do anything? Is he allowed to go into the Rose Garden anymore? Or, is he, or does that hurt your feelings too? The, the, half, of the, half of this country decided that it's triggered by the idea of a new judge. Sorry. That's what happens. You get judges. Okay, and we were for judges. Both my wife and I were for for four years ago. We thought they should have heard out Merrick Garland, and they would have voted against him anyway. But to at least do it. But who cares? The deal is, senators allowed to to get judges. But so we'll start with that. So Chuck Todd is not pleased um, that uh, that that Republicans now want to. The president has the audacity to want to nominate a Supreme Court judge for an empty seat. And the Senate has uh, the audacity to want to have judiciary hearings on that nomination. Four years ago, you were emphatic on various... This is Chuck Todd talking to Senator Barrasso. I don't know where he's from. Do you know where he's from? Wyoming. Okay. ways you said it. You heard it in that list of clips. Uh, you would add on a different times. I want to give the American people a voice in this. Um, why don't you want to give the American people a voice this time? Well, first, let's be very clear. If the shoe were on the other foot... And the Democrats had the White House and the Senate. They would right now be trying to confirm another member of the Supreme Court. You don't what know we're that. Proposing is completely consistent. Complete. You don't know that, says Chuck Todd. Uh, Chuck, I I get the feeling he's right on that. No, they'd be really. You know, they'd say, you know what? In history, all for every time there's been a vacancy, we've uh, every Senate has has uh, put through, a president has nominated a, a, a judge and, and we've confirmed. But you know what? Just out of the spirit of goodwill, <laughs> we're going to let this one go. You know, I, I get the feeling that that is not something that would, yeah, Harry Reid, you know, his senator, Chuck Schumer, the a guy who that- wants to pack the courts already, is saying, you know what? We're going to be good, uh, we're going to be a good soldiers, a good, uh, we're worried about your feelings, so we'll just let you do this. Completely consistent with the precedent. What happened in 2016, and let's go back, we were following the Joe Biden rule. Joe Biden was clearly, uh, was clear when he was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. And he said, when there is a Senate of one party and a White House of the other, and he said this to George Herbert Walker Bush, he said, if there's a vacancy in that final year. So I think it's fair to say that we're not really, or I'm not really buying this horse bleep on either side. This is just tribal politics. And Barrasso's now saying it's the Joe Biden rule. I mean, please. I mean, it's a good thing to say. It's a good throwdown thing to say. But whatever. You know, you guys are just, this is, like I said, this is horse bleep flying back and forth. But at the end of the day, um, the Republicans, and at the end of the day, the Republicans have every right and a responsibility 
to have hearings, and it's politically advantageous, and it changes the the it, law very well. Could change the law and culture of this of the United States. Of course, you do it. it should, that's why you were elected to do just that. Of course, of course. So here we go. We will not confirm, and that's what we did Senator- with Merrick Garland. But 29 times, Chuck, there have been vacancies in the year of a presidential election. And if both the White House and the Senate are of the same party, they go forward with the confirmation. So, you know, I scoured I have scoured um, all of these 2016 notes looking for these footnotes that have been added. Now, you guys have this this new explanation. Never once um, on the Senate floor when election is just months away in 2016, you said the people should be allowed to consider possible Supreme Court nominees as one factor in deciding who they'll support for president. This shouldn't even really be controversial. Then you said this is not about the person. It's about the principle involved. And I want to give the American people a voice in this. Republicans have said there should not be a bitter political fight. We have called on the president to spare the country this fight. The best way to avoid the fight is to agree to let the people decide. Senator, these are your words. Not once did you say, oh, it depends on what party the Senate holds versus the party of the president. This just sounds like a power grab, pure and simple. So, um, Alice, you did your own scouring. Well, right. So um, I've been seeing people say this. Oh, nobody ever said it was about which party back in 2016. Nobody. So here's, in case people are wondering, uh, here's the um, Mitch McConnell press release from Mitch McConnell's official office on February 22, 2016, in which he says, of course, it's within the president's authority to nominate a successor, even in this very rare circumstance. Remember that the Senate has not filled a vacancy arising in an election year when there was divided government since 1888, almost 130 years ago. But we also know that Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution grants the Senate the right to withhold its consent as it deems necessary. So what I remembered, and we talked about this on the podcast two days ago, before Tom and I did, before this whole discussion came up, and Tom said, they, they can't use what Republicans said in 2016 because they were talking about that that was a case where there were two different parties in the White House and the Senate. And I said, you think they're going to remember that detail? They're going to gloss right over that and say election year, election year, election year, election year. You know, and that's that's exactly what's happening. But the concept was always divided government. Merrick Garland was never going to be on the Supreme Court. There was no seat stolen. Nothing was stolen. He was not going to be on the Supreme Court. The Senate had a choice. Do we hold hearings? Do we have a circus? Do we run this guy through the ringer like what the Democrats did to Kavanaugh and make a big thing out of it? Or do we just not vote on him at all? Tom and I both at the time in 2016 said they owe the guy a vote. They ought to vote on him. It's cowardly. They're wimps. The, their one job that they have where they make their six-figure salary is to vote on stuff. Just just vote on the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, own it, you babies. But but they didn't. They made the dumb choice that they made. And and it is what it is. But, but the idea that the guy was going to be on the Supreme Court right. is ridiculous. Right, but I- agreeing with us in 2016 that they should certainly vote on it, they should t- t- hear him out, um, it was Chuck Todd. In, in 2016, he talked with Ted Cruz about this. Let me ask you, does the United States Senate have an obligation to at least consider a nomination that President Obama puts forward? I understand that you guys don't want it and you would prefer to let the election. 
But doesn't the United States Senate have an obligation to at least go through the process and have an up or down vote? Uh, not remotely. Why? Uh, it, it has been 80 years since, since a Supreme Court vacancy was nominated and confirmed in an election year. There is a long tradition that you don't do this in an election year. So you believe the presidency yeah. is only three years long in each term? Here you go. Chuck Todd, very upset four years ago. And that's where everybody is. And that's how pathetic and awful our politics is. But Democrats, you know, they're so into norms. You know, they're so into, um, you know, history and, you know, patterns of from of um, consistent uh, politicking that they would never do anything above and beyond anything normal. Some have mentioned the possibility if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session that, that you in this, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump or Attorney General Barr as a way of stalling and preventing the Senate from acting on this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right we now. We hereby drop articles of impeachment for President Trump daring to nominate a Supreme <laughs> Court justice and daring to, um, you know, present that to the Senate. How do I, I hope to God they impeach. I think that would be wonderful. So I think impeachment's on the table. I think uh, can you imagine DC and Puerto Rico statehood are on the table. I think that uh, certainly court packing is on the table. They already officially asked Biden about it, which means well, that but that's all post election. But the, true, the true, impeachment but can happen start Monday. Oh yeah, they can do that now. That's can you true. imagine who's going to be the like House managers for the impeachment? <laughs> do you even show up if you're a Republican? You say go ahead, just impeach him. I mean that's in, that is remarkable. Remarkable. I, I, I just think <laughs> incredible. Can you imagine the craziness of the moment? And the whole thing that's pathetic is it's all because they had their feelings hurt. You had your feelings hurt, and so you play like this? No, I'm taking my game with me. This is the kid when you play Nintendo, uh, you know, a Nintendo baseball, which was... Dun, 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 <laughs> Which was the most, the, probably the greatest uh, online uh, video game there was in the 1980s. But you're killing the other team, and they just reset the game on you. It's like the, it's a, Ooh. it's a very Generation X uh, kind of cheap bleep way to um, to wipe clean the slate, and it's uh, awful and dishonorable. But uh, I was a practitioner of that, especially <laughs> when I played my brother yeah, in television. I believe that I when believe I played my brother that. in television sea battle, and he used to uh, sink me with his, his, his invisible sub. Ooh. I was not pleased, not pleased. But um, but this is so it's so bad bad sportsmanship. It's so pathetic. It's like how can you even do? And by the way, I can't. I'm my gender is uh, they. Or no, what is my gender? I'm a cis man, right? You're a cis man. Okay. Yes. So, um, I, to my other cis men, are you really, are you really with a straight face saying as a man that your dying wish, <laughs> that, that, that AOC's dying wish, not AOC, RBG, no RBG, tires <laughs> are that RBG's dying wish means something. They can't do it because it was her dying wish. I've been reading men do this. I've been reading t Twitter things about men with their RBG t-shirts on who have been sobbing for three days saying it was her dying wish. They can't. They can't do that. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? This is a okay. bad TV show. It's not that this is a TV show. It's just that this one's pathetic. First of all, first of all, on the dying wish topic, 
I hope this is not true. I hope it's not what Ruth Bader Ginsburg actually spent her final moments thinking and talking about is replacing her on the Supreme Court. Some stuff is more important than politics. I hope she was telling her family, I love you and holding their hand. And, you know, like I just it's so I. I hope even, even that is a little bit unlikely, you know. Unfortunately, it I usually just, has something to do with morphine, but uh Okay. <laughs> okay, Mr. Cynical over there. But I you know, like I I wish for her and her family and that she was at peace and was able to say I love you or you know, what I hope that she was not lying on her deathbed talking about the mechanics of Supreme Court nominees. It's just, that's yeah. so like sad to me if that's true. I hope it's not true I don't because think I it, think you know. that that's awful. I hope that this is all made up. I do. Yeah. No, if I'm dying, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> I, I hope GE discontinues the PT Cruiser. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's, it's if, but, if it's true, it's terrible. But our esteemed elected leaders, the millennials and zillennials, um, most beloved political icon believes that the dying wish carries with it legitimate functional procedural governmental weight. <laughs> the very last dying wish of RBG was that her vacancy not be filled until the new president takes office in January. That was her dying wish. Tonight, Mitch McConnell publicly the night that she the night of her passing, he couldn't wait 24 hours, issued a statement saying that he was going to uh, give Trump a vote in violation of of her dying wish. <laughs> people can say how appalling people could say this is horrible, etc. Wait a second. Did he violate her dying wish? <laughs> That's in full violation. <laughs> in violation of her dying wish. I mean, <laughs> There's got to be, they got to at least find him for that. But we know who this man is. We know who this man is. This is a man who does not care about a dying woman's final wish. <laughs> Clearly. You know, when I was living in Kentucky and I voted for Mitch McConnell, I said, there's a guy who will carry out dying wishes. I knew. <laughs> I didn't care about Senate confirmations or passing bills or being deliberative or anything else. I was just sure. You know, uh, my last sentiments, uh, Mr. McConnell, where are you on the importance of those? Well, they're very important. Okay, you have my vote. Well, apparently you lied to us. Are you kidding me with this? Are you kidding me? Everybody in the cast in character in Tiger King is less insane than these people. <laughs> none of them, none of them would take the dying wish thing seriously. The guy who shot himself in the head would say, wait a second, that's not what the Senate is for. You know, there's nobody who would think that's what that's for. It's cre the Tigers know True. that a it's dying wish. It's not the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The Tigers know that the dying wish is not something <laughs> that a senator has to give a damn about. This is does that work for Zillennials? Will you call, if you have people in your life who are 22 years old, call them and ask them? <laughs> so, you know, so I'm I'm not going to say I'm doing this in my official capacity, but I have, if I ever open up my own business and somebody under 30, no, under 35 applies, I have one question for them. <laughs> so you may remember back in 2020, uh, a Supreme <laughs> Court justice named Ruth Ginsburg died. You may remember she had a dying wish. Okay. Um, what's your, what are your thoughts in the wish? And if it's anything but that's bleeping 
crazy, <laughs> then I am not hiring that person. Okay, as a child, how are you, Sally Shetty? Tooth still hanging in there? Oh, okay. All right, let's not get graphic here. She can't eat. She can't eat. Okay, we'll use the uh, food processor. <laughs> you can, you can drink, eat your fish with a straw. All right, we'll be down shortly, Sally. We're just going to go through uh, through some UFC stuff. Just so you know, I'm trying my best not to show you. Okay, good girl. Thank you very much. How nice. Isn't that, isn't that nice? She's very thoughtful. She's very thoughtful. She knows that I don't find uh, kids' bloody teeth uh, to be something that uh, I revel in. Unlike my wife, who's a, a masochist, is brute about it. We won't <laughs> go into it. We won't go into it, but somebody is... It's not true. Yeah. Somebody has to be tough enough when your kid's crying that they can't eat oatmeal yeah, and, because and they're tie, Somebody and tie has to take a, a tube stand. to a door, you monster. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. So speaking of blood, we'll get, let's get to that Colby Covington stuff. I don't know this guy, and I don't watch the uh, MMA. It's obviously too violent for me. I'm sure you love it, else. Um, <laughs> but and so anyway, this guy, this guy is uh, has a fight last night. I guess he won the fight, and immediately after the fight, he gives a shout out to President Trump. You've been working so hard tonight, so let me take this off your hands. So he actually that's the the announcer he's talking to. He says, let me take over, essentially. For a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, the silent majority is ready to make some noise. If you thought that was a beating, wait till November 3rd when Donald Trump gets his hands on Sleepy Joe. That's going to be a landslide. Hey, and Colby. I want to I I dedicate this fight to all the first responders, all the military out there. You know, this world would not be safe without you guys. You know, you keep us safe. And, uh, you know, not these woke athletes, man. I'm sick of these woke athletes and these spineless cowards like LeBron James. And speaking of spineless cowards, Marty Fake Newsman, Street Judas, we got unfinished business. There's nowhere to run and there's nowhere to hide. Oh, man. So gives Trump the shout out. Later he does this post-match presser where he's talking to... Uh, the press, oddly enough, Tom, and um, he gets a phone call. This is the best I've ever looked, and oh, the POTUS is calling me. Mr. President. You want to put that on speaker for us, or what? Mr. President. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to try and get Donald on speakerphone. Let's see. Okay, thank you. Yeah, this is Colby Covington. Thank you so much. You might want to just give him a warning. He is on speakerphone, though. <laughs> he doesn't. Thank you so much. You are a great fighter, man. I'll tell you, you make it so easy. I don't know how to hell you do that. <laughs> Congratulations. I wanted to watch that fight tonight. Thank I wanted to watch it. You were great. Thank you so much, Mr. President. You gave me the dragon energy when you shook my hand on Sunday at your rally, and it doesn't matter if King Kong was in front of me, I was not going to lose after getting to shake your hand uh, and beat you your rally. You are going to lose. <laughs> well, he's a strong looking guy, too. He's a tough guy. He's a great fighter. He was a champ, and you. That was easy work, relatively easy work for you. Huh? <laughs> Trump is so, he's such a promoter. He's such a <laughs> promoter. Everything's got to be incredible. The guy's a champ. He's a great fighter, and you beat him. It was relatively easy for you. Was it easy? It was hard. Was it easy? Was it hard? I mean, this is, he's totally, I, I was telling from the other, Trump is Don King, except without the um, murder, I think. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you so I'm much. I'm proud of you. I just made a big speech at 35,000 people. I said, I, I got to get home now to watch Kobe. <laughs> Watch Colby. That was, that was fast work. Well, great. He's a tough, and he's a good fighter, right? Yeah. Did he give you much of a problem? What did you see? Strong guy, right? 
Yeah, strong guy, former champion, but it didn't matter who was in there, Mr. President. After getting to see you, I don't care if there was a God, Superman beautiful. in there. I was beating anybody. That's great, Colby. I'm proud of you, man. Thank I'm you. a big fan, and I'm proud of you. You're tough. You're tough. You have the right spirit. So now go win the next one, and just keep it for a long time, right? Just keep that championship for a long time. But you are, you are something. And say hello to all the guys. I appreciated the shout-out tonight, too. Yeah, um, I would fan, say so. You You're know, finding out how much right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. President. I'm going to bring you the new belt to the Oval Office soon after you win November 3rd by a landslide. You get that belt and you bring it in and I'll see you, man. We're rooting for you. I, literally, I came in from a big speech tonight. I said, I got to get back. I got to watch this, uh, this man, the man. That's so, so humbling. You keep it going. Colby, keep it going. You look great. You look fantastic. Thank you, Mr. President. Take care of yourself, okay? Thank you so much, Mr. Very President. Very proud of you. Very proud of you, Colby. So long. See you soon. See you soon, Mr. So President. Long, Have a great night. <laughs> so long, man. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. There you go. Mm -hmm. I would say that... Uh, now that was a perfect phone call. I would say that. So, which ambassadorship is Colby Covington going to have soon? Do we think that is entirely possible? That is entirely possible. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it because yeah. it's possible. Well, I mean, who knows? Uh, which one would he get? I mean, Probably Shirley one of the Temple was an ambassador, wasn't she? Was she? I think uh, she was maybe. for somebody. She was a Republican too. Probably a matter. You know, probably one of our new pals like Bahrain or the United Arab Emirates. It's got to be somewhere without too many big problems, like how Scott Brown got New Zealand. There's not going to be any That's big a, like diplomatic crises. Well, Scott Brown scored in that man. What a gig! Yeah. What a gig. So, um, anything else we're missing, Alice? Anything around the world that's going on? So that uh, so Biden is out and about tonight. Today, that was today. Um, all of these politicians are telling Trump not to. Not all of them. So sorry. Bill Clinton said no. He should wait till after the election. Mm -hmm. These people should wait till mm -hmm. after the election. I don't see. I mean, obviously, it's pathetic at all. But I mean. For Republicans saying it, make the race about, they're saying make the race about the Supreme Court, that way incentivize Republicans to come out. No, you don't do that. Just confirm this guy. You can make the race about Democrats packing the court. Trump should use that. They should be playing audio every single hour of every single day talking about that. Oh, absolutely. Because that's, that's now a mainstream position within the Democratic Party is that we're going to pack the court, which, I mean, first of all, I don't think it's brilliant of them to run on packing the court. But second of all, you know, I, I just I don't see how the logic of their brain works after they got rid of the filibuster and Republicans said, you're going to regret this because we're going to come back and do the same thing. Now you're going to run on court packing. What happens the next time you have it now that you've made the precedent? If I don't like the makeup of the court, I'll just pack the court. What happens when you have the next Trump in office? You know, like maybe you win this one. Maybe you have somebody more insane in office for eight or whatever years from now. Like, you're just setting the precedent. It's fine to just, you know, we'll have 35 justices. Who cares? Just make as many as you want. The David Atkins, who's a, he's got 16,000 followers on Twitter. He's a contributor for Monthly Magazine. He's written bylines for The Prospect and elsewhere. Um, he says, Alice, argue with this. The American people did not elect a Republican Senate. Senate Republicans represent 153 million Americans. Senate Democrats represent 168. Well, Thoughts? 
Of course, we don't. The, the Supreme Court and the Senate are not democratically elected. This isn't a parliament. We don't we don't elect people that way. We have, you know, state governments that run states and then each state gets representatives in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. You know, we've been over Alex, this. You don't it's, have to give this moron this much thoughtful, uh, this much of a thoughtful response. No, it is. I it's mean, an we, idiotic statement to say. We deliberately the, the set Senate, up our government. Yes, the Senate is specifically made for this reason. Right. We set up our government so that we have some parts of the government that are directly responsive to the people, and then we have other parts of the government that are responsive on more of a delay to the people that there's like a little bit more of a there's a multi-step process in between the people and directly what they do and the supreme court is the part that's the furthest removed from the people right it's like you elect the president the president selects the justice the senate confirms the justice i mean it wasn't in the beginning nobody even directly voted for senators so the senator thing is like more democratic than it's ever been in the history of our nation but it's it's not supposed to be direct representation on the Supreme Well, no, no. Court. David it's Atkins to- is rebutting you, Alice. Okay. He says, and honestly, if you think Wyoming in asterisks deserves the same number uh-huh. of senators as California, you have no moral authority to say anything about the American people. Jefferson would have shuddered in horror. <laughs> this I- guy is paid to opine for things. And then he follows up. If that's not as if that's not good enough, he's a good liberal. He's a mm-hmm. good progressive woke mm-hmm. person. So he's going to drop some more truth on you. Okay. And yeah, that's right. He says conservatives have no moral authority to govern right now. The GOP got fewer votes in the Senate. Trump lost by three million. Dems hold the House in spite, in asterisks again, which he should be punched for, of massive gerrymandering. You have no moral authority to govern. We will end the apartheid. So clearly, I, how is this guy not in academia? Okay. He well, should. I, by the way, just in case you're wondering, I didn't say macadamia, but it <laughs> felt like it did. I said in academia. How is he not a professor? He should be teaching somewhere. Right. He should be so, teaching at Brown or uh, Penn. You know, to really smart mm-hmm, people somewhere. Mm-hmm, uh, this this mm-hmm. stuff right now. Right. This is not a new argument. I mean, we there have been people for a long time saying How can this, this adult feel this way, Alice? We're not talking to our four... By the way, I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling mm-hmm. at you. I'm, I'm yelling at David Atkins through you. You're playing him. <laughs> this is an adult. This is not seventh grade civics class where, you know, some kid with braces is saying, what, wait a second, LA has more people. How come Idaho gets more? This is an adult. And as a matter of fact, in his credentials as well, uh, regional director, California Dems, elected DNC member. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, this argument's been around a while, but the idea is that people in Wyoming share some concerns, you know, on the basis of the fact that they live in Wyoming and their concerns in life are different than people in LA and that there shouldn't just be straight up rev- representation if there's three people in Wyoming that are concerned about whatever their rural concerns are, and the people in L.A. are concerned about their other concerns, that it shouldn't just be like because there are more people in L.A., they get to steamroll over the other people. The idea is that we have some areas of government where the the 
representation is based on population, namely the House of Representatives. And then we have some areas of government where the representation is based on which state you live in. And that's the Senate. So that's it's a balance between the two competing needs. And that's I mean, like it or not. Like it or not, and you can campaign on getting rid of the Senate if that's your thing. This but, guy seems like a fun guy. But, and this is the Electoral College thing, too, because one sec we were talking about this uh, yesterday, Tom, you know, and I, you know, that, that we live in the system with the rules that we have, and it's in the interest of everyone's stability of life that, you know, we all understand the rules and play by them. And, you know, the whole thing with Hillary Clinton and the popular vote claiming after the fact, well, he got more votes. Like, well, we... We operate in this system. Everyone knew the rules going into the election. We all agreed to play this game by these rules. And it's like if you went into a football game and at the end of the football game, you turn around and went, well, our team got more touchdowns, but they just got some field goals and that pushed them over the edge. So we really should have won because we got more touchdowns. Aren't touchdowns really the point of the game? I like how you say football. Football. (laughs) Um, By the way, so David Atkins is rebutting you again. Okay. He says the single most important things Democrats can do thing Democrats can do is to even the playing field. Speaking of your football metaphor, bypass the electoral college. Uh huh. I don't know exactly how that works, but they're going to bypass the electoral college. Oh, so we'll just use the electoral college. They'll use popular vote <laughs> and gerrymandering. That should be easy. That's just a Republican well, thing. Well, especially I'm told. if you're talking about the right. states right. Uh, where senators are elected from, because if you're, that means erasing state lines now. Because if the states are gerrymandered, then you're talking about redrawing where the states. Gerrymandering is something Republicans just invented. If you didn't know that, by the way, they just invented it, and Republicans solely use it. They're the only ones who gerrymander at all. Other than every other district is done in with a forethought to fairness. In equitable, uh, you know, vote voting. If you're somebody, by the way, who uses the word gerrymandering as if it's a new Republican thing, then you don't shouldn't get a voice at the table. You and David Atkins can sit at the kids' table. David Atkins, I am sure that if I scroll down here, is believes that uh, that RBG's last wish was violated. There's no date. No. <laughs> Uh, he says, even the balance of power in the Senate by adding states. That's a good idea. Add states. Um, Mar- Martha's Vineyard duh, and, um, <laughs> and Nantucket. Um, even the balance of power adding states. Should exist. Add justices to the court. There's more court packing. That's a great idea, too. Mm-hmm. Just add more stuff. Just, you know, hire more senator. You know what they should do? They should, first of all, they should get rid of term limits if they win. <laughs> and they should have just hired more presidents and like dole out the presidency for the next. Why not at this mm-hmm. point? Jesus. Also, I'm, I'm going to put my everything has to be calm music on right now and make myself happy for a minute. <laughs> David Atkins of Say Everything is fine. But they should be. It's estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. It would put 720 million million women back in the workforce. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30. 
and help me in this fight. U.S. COVID infected in America, 6,344,700. Ooh, okay. Okay, Tom. All while raising their prices on prescription drugs. (laughs) Now, that's crappy if they regulate jugs, you know, (laughs) so that you have to get a prescription for that. I mean, it's bad enough that I have to get, um, um, what's that that I have? What do I have? A CPAP? Yeah, I have that. But what else do I have? (laughs) The other fat guy thing that I take every day. Lisinopril? Is that what it is? Your blood pressure Yes, that's what it is. Yes. It's bad enough that that's got to be prescription. Who's getting high on lisinopril? (laughs) But now, uh, now you can't have jugs. But that's how it is. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. <sighs> All right. I think that'll just about do it. Well, that's just about do it. Thank you very much, everybody, for everything. My wife will uh, tweet out pictures of my da- daughter's bloody teeth if you're looking for it. You can get her <laughs> at Alice Shattuck. I am at Tom Shattuck. Uh, and on Twitter, on Instagram, I am Calvin Caspi, because why wouldn't I be? And you can email me. I've gotten a bunch of great emails. I should... Damn it, I should have read the emails. I'll read the emails that I've gotten. Thank you for doing that, by the way, guys. Everybody, men and women, ladies, to email me. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's a work day for us. It's a work day for you. We're in this together. We'll see you in a bit. C'est la vie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.